What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Men Talk. Uh, today we're going to uh, start part two of our um, continuation of sin. Um, we're going to be talking about perpetual defeat and perpetual victory. Let's get with it on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts, Anthony Kurnut and Craig Reynolds. What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Men Talk. All right, so I'm here with Craig Reynolds. Yo, what's going on, everybody? We're going to continue talking about uh, sin. You know, last week, kind of a recap, um, you know, we talked about how sin was not uncommon to to, to men, to, that every one of us, we deal with it. Every one of us, we uh, we struggle. Um, you know, we talked about um, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, and and uh, and how we can, how we all struggle with it. Today, I'd like to kind of start talking about like the weight of sin and kind of what it bears on us. Um, you know, Isaiah. 59.2 talks about, um, it says, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. And um, it puts up a wall between God and us. And, uh, you know, because God never moves. He's, he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. Um, but um, sin, sin will drive a wedge and it will push us away from God, and uh, we need to make sure that we understand that, and and understand that that sin itself is is a is a heavy weight to bear. That's right. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you this: sin is a it's a vicious cycle. Um, you know, it's something like we talked about in last episode. It starts out uh, what seemingly is uh, innocent and uh, just fun. And it leads to something very, uh, very much more. Um, you know, the Bible even says that sin is pleasurable for a season. That's right. But in the end, it is destruction. Um, and I want to, you know, I think we talked, you know, we talked about it in the last episode. And it's something that is, uh, it's, it's very prevalent in life. And man, that's, uh, that's the sin of, uh, like, lust. Yes. You know, especially, especially pornography. Um, and, you know, it's something that's caused a lot of havoc, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I found some statistics, you know, that I have on, on this particular matter on pornography. I just want to kind of share. And, uh, you know, it says for Christian men, you know, this is in the church, Christian men between 18 and 30 years old, 77 percent look at pornography at least monthly. Uh, 36 percent view pornography on a daily basis, 32 percent admit being addicted to pornography and another 12 percent think they may be. Uh, middle-aged Christian men, which is 31 to 49, 77% look at pornography while at work in the past three months, 64% view pornography at least monthly, 18% admit being addicted to pornography, and uh, another 8% think they may be. And uh, and, and even within married men, uh, and as far as this sin goes, uh, fall prey to pornography with 55% looking at pornography at least monthly. Uh, 57% uh, pastors and youth pastors of 64% admit they have struggled with porn or currently currently were in the past. You know, this is just a few statistics, but it just kind of shows you uh, uh, just a little bit of what this sin can do. And I mean, I have plenty of statistics, which we probably won't get into on this, but of even 
uh, adultery, you know, within men and, and in the church and things like that. But absolutely, you know, the, the weight of it, uh, and I don't want to take too much time just cause, you know, I, I want to be, uh, be very, uh, cautious of that. You know, want to make sure we both have enough time to talk, but, um, it, I want I want to point this out about sin, no matter what it is, whether it's uh, lust or alcohol or or, or, or whatever it is. Uh, I want I want everybody to be careful what you let your eyes see and what your surroundings are. I think that's a big thing. Um, who are you surround and who are you surrounding yourself? What influences do you have? Amen. Um, and a, one biblical story uh, po- um, account I want to look at. It's in Second Samuel chapter eleven, and this is the a lot of people know, but it's the story of David and Bathsheba. And, uh, you know, it says that one day that David saw a beautiful married woman uh, bathing. And uh, that was, you know, Bath- Bathsheba. You know, it all started with, out with what he saw. He first saw it. It caught his eye. And he wasn't where he was supposed to be. He said that it was in the springtime when kings go out to battle. Uh, he should have been out there with his men, but he wasn't. So he 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 wasn't in the right surrounding. And then it says that he inquired about Bathsheba. You know, went to his thoughts, and that's that's where it starts with sin. You see it, you know, you're not in a place you're supposed to be. Then you see it, and then it, and then it intrigues your thoughts. It takes control of your thoughts. And then in chapter eleven, uh, verse four, it says the Bible says that David uh, had her come and that she laid with him. Then he he acted upon that. Uh, it went from it wasn't where you're supposed to be to what he saw, to what he inquired on, what his, his thoughts were, and then he acted on it. And uh, and that's how sin works, no matter what it is. It all starts with where you surround yourself. What are you looking at? What are you allowing yourself to see? Uh, what, are, what are you allowing yourself to think on? And, uh, you know, Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 through 23 says that the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And, uh, you know, guys, this, this is important where we allow ourselves to, to take in, you know, on our spiritual diet, you know, no matter what it is. And, um, and, you know, it, I, guys, I just wanted to stress that point. Um, I think that's very important is, uh, you know, just don't, don't be, don't be so, uh, open and vulnerable to, uh, to, to places you don't need to be. Um, and I, I don't waste a lot of time on that, but I, I don't want to take up too much time but i just think i needed to point that out yeah absolutely right absolutely right you know and that's the reason why it's so important so important for us to stay in our word and uh and to 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 make sure that we are we are always guarding ourselves you know it talks about putting on the whole armor of god you know and so getting back to to the weight of sin um you, you know once once we start sinning once once that that initial sin happens it seems to to have a snowball effect and it leads us down this path of perpetual defeat and um you know we we feel guilty for it we feel condemnation we feel um ashamed and and the next thing we know you know well i've already messed up i've already messed up so i might as well just keep doing it you know how many how many of us have ever fell into that lie and, oh, yeah. um, you, you know, into, um, 
and once it starts, it begins to affect us. It affects us spiritually. It, it, it can even affect us physically, you know, completely drain us. It'll affect us emotionally. And uh, it sends us down this path of this perpetual defeat that, uh, that Satan wants to keep us at. He wants to keep us in this. In in this, he wants to keep us bogged down in in condemnation and shame and, and all this. Because if we are, if we are bogged down and we are kept underneath his thumb, this thumb of of condemnation, um, this the thumb of, of perpetual shame and, and and perpetual defeat, we're ineffective in the kingdom of God. And that and as men, that's where he wants to keep us at because he knows. Um, he knows that when when you have a man who is who, who is seeking after God's heart, who is who is living in in perpetual victory opposed to per- perpetual defeat, you are you have a dangerous man to the the, the kingdom of hell, and um, yeah, and and it, he's he's terrified of it, you know, and yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I was just gonna say. Uh, you know, and, and what is the definition of perpetual? You know, and I looked it up. It says never entering or changing. It's occurring repeatedly so frequent as to seem endless and uninterrupted. You know, so we can ha- I mean, we're going to have seasons of uh, of of times where, you know, highs and lows, you know, dry, no matter what we do, you know, just like in uh, Philippians chapter four, verse 11, you know, uh, Paul said, I don't say this out of need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance I am. I know both how to have a little and I know how to have a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. We are going to have times where we are, you know, low and we're in the valley, but and then we're going to have those mountaintop experiences, you know, but being content in all of those, you know, that Christ is sufficient in all, we can have perpetual vi- victory over sin and everything in our lives, even in those low times. That's right. You know, and Satan wants to keep us in those low times. He wants us to keep us in that perpetual defeat, you know, because he wants he wants us to stay defeated. You know, first uh, Peter five, eight says this. It says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy. The devil is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And that's exactly what he's trying to do. He's trying to uh, to, to keep us ineffective um, he's trying to keep us in in defeat. Um, he's trying to keep us in a uh, in, in a state of of loss and confusion, uh, guilt, shame, and um, you know we don't we don't have to stay there. We don't have to no. stay there. No. Yeah, and and just remember too, gentlemen. Whenever you, um, whenever you find yourself in a uh, time of being tempted, time of being, uh, especially by sin, you know, I, you know, we're going to, we go through trials, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, we all, uh, go through trials, you know, fire trials of our faith and everything like that. But, but, but just remember this, when you're being tempted with sin, that is not of God. You know, I just felt like that was a point to be made. You know, even James chapter one, verse 13 through 14 says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. So guys, just remember that don't, cause the devil can do that too. You know, he That's can right. twist that to where, you know, <laughs> you always, Oh, I got to go through this. This is just a test. Look, God is not going to put that on you. you right. Know? I mean, he, he, Jesus came to the cross. God sent his own son to the cross to die in the place of sin, take on sin for us. He would not do that. That would contradict God. That's so, right. Guys, just, 
just remember that when you go through these things. You know, and and, and we, we believe in these lies. You know, last week we talked about, you know, um, the, the lies of, of uh, we're the only ones to go through it, the, the lie of, of, you know, we can take care of it on, on our own, you know, and there are, there are so many of these lies that Satan, you know, bogs us down with. You know, mm-hmm. I heard a person one, say one time, and he said, well, God wants me to be happy. Um, and they were talking about, they, they were, it was actually it was actually a woman. She was mm-hmm. leaving her, her husband for another man, and uh, she's like, "You ju- you just don't you know you don't understand you know this this is what God wants for my life." And I'm like, mm, "No, it doesn't work that way." And mm. uh, you know, no. and so if it if it goes against the word of God, you know, kind of like what we said last week about you know if you have to if you have to ask yourself is is this okay? It's not oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it's not okay. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, here's the thing, too. You know, people will say, oh, I'm just going to follow my heart. Well, that's a bad thing to do because the heart is deceitful above all above things. Above all things. So you cannot use it. You no, know, you need to follow what the Spirit of God says. You need to follow with what the Spirit, if you're a Christian, what the Spirit of God has put in your spirit. I've heard that same thing, Anthony. I remember, uh, you know, Sierra Henson, when she preached the Mother's Day message this year, did a phenomenal job. She mentioned in there that a lady she had knew said, you know, the same thing that you just said. Uh, God wants me happy. You know, he wants me to leave my husband be with this man. I've been seeing it is clear throughout scripture that adultery is wrong, right? That's clear. It is clear that, you know, God's not going to tell you to go sin. If you're living a life of sin, like we said in chapter, you know, in the book of James and throughout the, it's not of God. If you're living a life of sin, it is not of God. So don't be deceived. Don't, and don't fool yourself either. That's right. That's right. You know, and, and so many times, so many times, you know, in, in the world that we live in today, it's all about self-gratification. It's all about what can make me oh. happy. What, you know, what can yeah. I do to, 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 to bring, you know, to make myself feel better? What can I do? You know, and, and so if, if it's a little bit of a sin, you know, then, then, you know, <laughs> I, I guess if it's making me happy, it's okay. You know, I mean, God would want me to be happy, right? Well, and this is, this is a, a, a lie that Satan has, has completely taken over this generation with, um, yeah. you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I I believe in, in in happiness. I believe in all that. But but nowhere does it really say that God wants you to be happy. He says He'll give you joy and joy unspeakable and full of glory. Oh, yeah. You know. But it won't. He won't. Uh, it, if it if it if you have to sin to be happy, you're doing it wrong. You're doing yes. it wrong. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about freedom from sin from sin and perpetual victory. If you want to be part of the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion.
If you have a question or comment about this week's show, please email us at realmenatpalaceofpraise.com. Now, back to the show with Anthony and Craig. All right, guys, we're back here at Real Men Talk, talking about, the. Um, we're going to start talking about freedom from sin. Um, you know, we talked about all these, the lies that we buy into, you know, and all of us struggling with sin and stuff. But the truth is, is that we can have true freedom from sin. Um, we do not have to live in this state of perpetual defeat, um, this this state of perpetual condemnation uh, and shame and guilt. But we can, the, the, the Word of God says that we can have victory. Yes. And um, Romans 8.37 says, No, despite all things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Yes. And um, I, I think this is this is vitally important for us to understand is that you know you know we we bl- we buy into this lie that that you know well we we we're just we're going to sin we're we're sinful creatures and and we are I mean don't get me wrong there's nobody that's perfect you know mm-hmm. but we don't have to sin every day we don't no. have to sin every week we don't have to sin every month you can live in a state of victory you will fail you will fall we all will fall in some way form or fashion but we do not have to live in that. Right. Yeah. You know, we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I mean, that's uh that's, that's scripture as well, you know, I mean, but like you said, it's not something we have to wear. Uh, you know, we have victory through Christ, through what he did on the cross that saves us from, that saves us from the, the chains of death, hell and the grave. You know, he conquered death, hell and the grave. Uh, first Corinthians 15 and 57 says, but thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, you know, when we remember who we are, whose we are, what he did on the cross, there is no amount of sin that you have committed once you come to Christ, you know, that that can that can uh, hold you down. You know, I mean, he is in the business. He's always been in the business of of saving to the uttermost, you know, no matter what you've done. I, I've always thought it was just incredible. You look at the people God uses, has used throughout the Bible and continues to use now you know, in the mightiest of ways. I mean, he, he calls them from all walks of life, but he tends to, to use people with some pretty messed up backgrounds, yeah. you know, that's lived some pretty horrible lives. You know, the apostle Paul was murdering Christians and he becomes a Christian, writes half the new Testament, you know, David back in the old Testament was a man after God's own heart, but yet, you know, he was an adulterer. He committed murder, you know, did all this, you know, you look at all of these things. Peter had an anger problem, you know, God is just in the, he is in the business of taking misfits and making masterpieces. It is amazing. That's uh, absolutely right. That do, you know? Yes. So we don't have to be a, we don't have to be a, a, a slave to sin. No, no. And we, we can live, it, you know, we talked about living in perpetual defeat. We can live in a perpetual state of victory. You know, in in a, in a constant state of victory. You know, First um, John four four says, "But you belong to God, my dear children. Yes. You have already won a victory over those people because the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the Spirit who lives in the world." Um, yeah. And First John four five says, "For every child of God defeats the evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith." Um, you know, and it's and like you said, Craig. You know, it's that that, that victory on the cross that that allows us 
um, to to live in that state of, of perpetual victory and um, and to have freedom over sin. Um, you, you know, we don't have to be bound to sin. Will we struggle with sin? We will always struggle with sin. We will always struggle with things. But we do not have to be, like you said, Greg, a slave to our sin. We can have freedom from it. Yeah. And, and you know, I'll tell you something that um, uh, some verses that are, are when it comes to this, you know, as far as like living a sin and willfully sinning, you know, knowingly sinning uh, is Hebrews chapter 26, uh, verses 26 through 31. I'm going to read out the amplified version because I like the way it does it. But it says, for if we go on willfully and, and deliberately sinning after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer there no longer remains a sacrifice to atone for our sins. That is no further offering to anticipate, but a kind of awful and terrifying expectation of divine judgment and the fury of a fire and burning wrath, which will consume the adversaries, those who will put themselves in opposition to God. Anyone who has ignored and set aside the law of Moses put to death without mercy and on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much greater punishment do you think he will deserve who has rejected and trampled underfoot the son of God and has considered unclean and common the blood? of the covenant that sanctified him and has insulted the spirit of grace who imparts the unmerited favor and blessing of God. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine, retribution and the deliverance of justice rest with me. I will repay the wrongdoer. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful and terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God and curing his judgment and wrath. I tell you those verses, they, when I was reading, studying that and taught a lesson on sin a while back, it really stuck out to me. You know, that just shows you when we sin willfully, you know, and this helps with having victory in, 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 in Christ, having that perpetual victory. And I, it, cause I think this sticks out, but when we sin willfully, it says, you know, you treat the, the blood of Christ as something common, unclean, you know, when you sin willfully and, and you go out under the knowledge, you are basically slapping Christ in the face for what he did. That's right. And, you know, and that's something that really stuck with me, you know, and, and, and the same thing, you know, when you and I, it's something I've fought with before in my walk is when we live in condemnation of past sins or, you know, and, and we've asked for forgiveness and we keep living in that. When we keep going back and living in that mindset and that perpetual defeat of condemnation of sin, you're slapping Christ in the face because you're saying hit what he did on the cross was not good enough. So right. we, we got to remember that because you can't have that perpetual victory if you're still living in that kind of defeat. That's right. You know, in in that state of, of, you know, well, God's not big enough to forgive me of my sins, you, you know, yes. and, um, you know, and we can have freedom from sin. And, and that's that's something that, that's key to understand. You know, Romans 614 says sin is no longer your master for you no longer mm. live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. You know, and and Paul goes on to say later on. You know, he says he says should we should we sin so that grace can abound? He said absolutely not. You know, but but because of God's grace, we can have freedom. It's it's the sin is no longer our master. Uh, Galatians three twenty two says, but the scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin, so we receive God's promises of freedom only by believing in Jesus Christ, and. Um, you, you know, this is this is key for us to understand that that through Jesus Christ, we can have victory over sins. We do not have to be um, be bound um, by sin. We don't have to wear that baggage, that weight of sin on us anymore, that we are victorious. 
Um, and, and it's and it's a great it's a great feeling to understand that you don't have to wear that. You don't have to carry it with you. You don't have to let it bog you down. You don't have to let it just completely rule your mind anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's important that we, uh, you know, we don't stay bogged down by, you know, the weight of sin and, and the things of the past and things like that. And that we just move on, you know, because it's important, you know, we got to, it, it can hold us back from being effective, being most effective for the kingdom of God. You know, one verse that's always helped me to to press on and, and to keep moving is uh, from the words of the Apostle Paul in uh, Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 through 14. It says, brethren, I do not count myself self to have apprehended, but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You know, those verses are so powerful that, and you know, you think about the context of what he, when he was right, he wrote that from prison, you know, right. And everything that he endured, I mean, the, you know, I mean, he, you know, I'm sure he dealt with plenty of condemnation and all of that. Plus, you know, he was beaten, he was shipwrecked, he was saved and all these things. But he kept pressing, you know, and, and he himself, you know, he he talked, he describes the thorn in the flesh, you know, in many commentaries, they don't know what exactly it is. They have different ideas, but, you know, he, you know, like he even mentions in the scriptures, like we discussed in the last episode, that, that the sinful nature of man, you know, that he dealt with, you know, mm-hmm. but he, you keep pressing towards what, what that upper call of God in Christ Jesus, you know, towards the prize that we have and the victory we have in Christ and, uh, and you know we are we are uh, we are not alone in the battle. You know Jeremiah twenty and eleven says, "But the Lord stands beside me like a great warrior. Before him, my persecutors will stumble; they cannot defeat me. They will fail and be thoroughly humiliated. Their dishonor will never be forgotten." I mean, when we are in battle, we have the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who conquered death, hell, and the grave, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. He is with us in the battle. We are we are victorious. We are more than conquerors through God in Christ Jesus. You know, and greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. You know, you know, though, you know, the enemy come in like a flood, God is going to raise up a standard against him. And uh, and, you know, all things work to, together for the good of those who are called, you know, that are called in love God and called according to his purpose. And, uh, you know, I think that's just an important reminder that we that we know that we are not alone in the fight. Amen. You know, not only are we not alone, but the the simple fact that we can live in victory. You, yes. you think about how what defeat every one of us, every one of us um, have have felt that that state of defeat. We felt that condemnation. We have felt the um, the overwhelming um, grief of of um, uh, condemnation and shame. Um, that we have we've dealt with on you know all of us have have felt that all of us have have experienced that we all know how it feels and how how, how it just it, it hurts in our bones and you know yeah. makes you sick to your stomach you know but at the same time think about living in a in a, in a perpetual victory and what yes. that may what that feels like you know being able to be effective. Um, when God asks you to do something, it's something as simple as praying for somebody, um, you know, that being able not, not to have that, that guilt hanging over your head that, uh, you know, not only can, can you live in victory, but you can be effective for God. You can be, um, ready, um, that when God calls, you can't be like, well, man, I, 
I messed up yesterday or messed up this morning and uh, man, I'm just not, uh, you, you know, God, God, I'm just, I, I'm just not ready. I'm not, I'm not there. I, 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 I feel shame. I feel condemnation, you know, and, uh, we don't, we don't have to live in that. We don't have to live in that. No. And, uh, you know, when God does be like, God, okay, I'm ready. You know, I, I've been in my word. I've been in, you know, I, I may, I may have messed up and see, and, and that's the thing, you know, you're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. You're going to fall. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you failed. You, you get up, you turn away from your sin. You put your big boy pants on, you keep on going. You, you know, you ask for forgiveness. You, you mm-hmm. do, you know, you learn. I heard a guy, um, one time he, he said, he said, I never take a loss. I only take a lesson. And, right. uh, and I thought that was so vitally important. You know, even, even in our failures, even in our failures, they are not losses. Mm-mm. You know, you learn from them and you take those and you can be effective in, in, in the, uh, in, in the kingdom of God. In even, even when you do fail, even when you slip up, you know, okay, God, I'm, I'm sorry. This is, you, you know, uh, I forgive me. Uh, I, I will not do it again. You turn away from that. You repent uh, again. You know, a repentance is turning away from the sin. You turn away from it and you, uh, you, you pick yourself up, brush yourself off. Because when you ask for forgiveness and in, in true repentance, God himself forgets about it. He, yeah. You know, he, he you know, he, t- the Bible talks about throwing it as far as the east is from the west. It, it is covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the reason why he died for our sins. And um, and, and we can be effective and we can be uh, we can live in that victory even when we even when we slip up. Yeah. And, it, you know, just like you you said, you know, Hebrews eight twelve says, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities. Will I remember no more? Uh, Psalms 103 and 12 says, you know, as far as east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. And Micah 7 and 19 says he will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities and, and thou will cast them, cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Uh, I mean, it's all throughout scripture. God, you know, he, he gives these, these comparisons that, you know, he, he doesn't just forgive us, you know, and it's, it's so mind boggling, you know, and I'm going to make this quick, but mind boggling that the God who has no beginning, he has no end. He always was, he always is, and he always will be. And, and, you know, he, he's the greatest, you know, uh, uh, greatest being that's ever existed. You know, there was none before him, there was none after him, you know, that, that he has the ability to forget he's all knowing all powerful but he he forgets and just like joe dobbins in real men rally man i suggest any man listen that's in this area or even in the surrounding states or if you have the capability you need to make it to real men rally uh next in 2023 but uh you know like he pointed out in his sermon you know why does god do that it's because there's no he doesn't want any any barrier in between us and our relationship with him you know, that's why he forgets right. them, you know, so we can have that connection. So there can be that, you know, and, 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 and God, I think we get, we paint God in the wrong picture sometimes that, uh, you know, we mess up and God's just ready to just, you know, fire down. Drop the on hammer. Us. Yeah. Drop the hammer. You know, God still looks at us and he says, it's, you know, just like Joe Dobbins pointed out, that's my boy. That's my son. You know, that's my child. You know, he still loves us even when our mistakes you know, do we have to repent? Do we have to turn? Yeah, absolutely. But 
but God loves us. He created us. We are his created beings, you know, right. and uh, we are his supreme created beings. That's right. And, you uh, know, and you were talking about, um, you were talking about what, what he had talked about, you know, how, do, how does the supreme God and all-knowing God forget our sins? You know, he chooses to. Absolutely. He doesn't, yeah. You know, he doesn't want to hold those over our heads. We, you know, and that's that. That's the reason why we can have victory over our sins. Why we can have victory over, um, uh, over death, hell, and the grave. But you yes. know, if, if today, if you're dealing with sin, if you're dealing with uh, living in perpetual defeat, you, you know, contact us. You know, we have an email. Um, Real men at bowsofpraise.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, and message us. We'll pray with you. We'll yeah. find ways for you to to get help if you're struggling. Um, you, you know, whatever we can do for you, just let us know. Uh, and as always, I want to end in a prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, communities, and churches, and teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. part of the conversation. Join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion.